Today is Tuesday, October the 17th, 2023, and this is a Daily Inc. update. Today, Fox News reporter is now revealing information from the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol Agency regarding Middle Eastern men crossing into the U.S. at the Mexico border. Griff Jenkins says that a single male from Iran and three other men from Egypt and Lebanon were all captured in recent weeks by Border Patrol agents. These men were flagged by the terrorist screening database. This certainly creates a security threat within the U.S. in light of actions that happened in Israel from Iranian-backed terrorists that are part of the Hamas group. There are at least 1.5 million illegal aliens who got away from authorities at the U.S.-Mexico border, so there's no telling how many more would have flagged the terrorist screening data in this area. When it comes to the Israel-Hamas conflict, a Catholic cardinal based out of Israel is now offering up himself as an exchange for the almost 200 hostages that were taken during a Hamas terrorist attack that occurred last week. The surprise attack from Hamas killed 1,300 Israelis and injured thousands of others, along with taking 199 hostages. Cardinal Pierbatista Pizzaballa oversees the Catholic churches in the Gaza Strip, West Bank, Jordan, Cyprus, and Israel. The cardinal says he'll do whatever is necessary to bring the hostage children home, saying that he is absolutely available to to become part of a hostage exchange. The Vatican's Secretary of State, Cardinal Pietro Perelin has also offered to act as a mediator between the Hamas terrorists and the Israeli government. When it comes to the whole conflict that's been going on in the Middle East, one thing that is being revealed almost inadvertently is the level of advanced weaponry that has now been developed and even utilized by both Americans and Israelis. And in some cases, Americans who bring up such type of weaponry are labeled as conspiracy theorists. What I'm talking about are direct energy weapons and lasers. Those are now being employed by both U.S. and Israeli militaries. Recent videos that have been posted on social media out of Israel are showing what looks like a new form of laser intervention to the Hamas rockets that are coming over from the Gaza Strip. This technological difference is being downplayed and even disputed by Israeli authorities right now who are insisting it's all still part of their Iron Dome defense system. The Israeli military doesn't seem to want the laser technology that's being used right now to be either confirmed or amplified. But just last year, in 2022, an Israeli military video was released that detailed the level of advances that were being made in laser technology and the whole network of direct energy weapons, referred to as DUES, that the Israeli army has successfully tested and were establishing in strategic locations near the Palestinian and terrorist hotspots in that country. For a large number of low-cost threats, firing expensive interceptor missiles is too costly a response. Therefore, the laser weapon will be deployed. Here's a real-life example. In Israel, a $50 million Iron Dome armed with $80,000 interceptor missiles is used to counter cheap $1,000 rockets from Gaza. No economy can survive on such disproportionate responses. This is where Israel's new laser weapon comes to the rescue. Taking out the same targets for as low as $3.50, the price of a cup of coffee. This new weapon is called the Iron Beam. The Iron Beam is a laser-directed energy weapon that can autonomously acquire targets and track them from over 4 miles away, stabilize its line of sight, and focus its high-energy laser to not only rip a hole through the target, but also through space and time. The latest, and arguably the best of Israel's wall of defenses, the Iron Beam, introduces a new class of capabilities that its predecessors could only dream of. 
I will feature more info on future Daily Inc. updates when it comes to further development of these laser defense systems. The Washington, D.C. judge presiding over the trial of Donald Trump regarding the 2020 election has now issued a gag order against Trump. Judge Tanya Chutkin told Trump that his presidential candidacy does not give him carte blanche to vilify public servants who are seeking to do their jobs. Chutkin was referring to special counsel Jack Smith, who brought the charges against Trump. Trump has called Smith various names on Truth Social up until this point, including calling him a deranged prosecutor with a terrible record of court failures. After Judge Chutkin issued the gag order, Trump promptly took to Truth Social, saying that the gag order brought about by the Biden administration is totally unconstitutional and will be appealed. The president of Judicial Watch, Tom Fitton, agrees with Trump, and he posted his own video. They're pretending that Trump has no right to complain about these abuses, complain about this prosecution, complain about the likelihood of a jury being biased here in the District of Columbia, complain about Joe Biden, complain about the judge, and defend himself in the middle of a campaign from a prosecution brought by the administration of his opponent. More documents are coming out related to Joe Biden's family members and their business practices. The latest involves Joe's younger brother, Jim. The Daily Mail is reporting that Jim Biden used business loans to pay off personal expenses, and they obtained that information through three suspicious activity reports that were filed by banks within the U.S. Treasury. The documents show that James Biden received thousands of dollars in business loans that he then used to purchase Philadelphia Eagles football season tickets. The documents all came to light after a former business partner with James was charged by the Securities and Exchange Commission for misappropriating money from a hedge fund. Michael Lewitt is the one facing charges from the SEC. Jim Biden is not. However, Jim Biden has also denied any involvement with Lewitt's shady business, which have also now been proven false by these latest documents. And the chairman of the House Oversight Committee, James Comer of Kentucky, is talking more about classified documents within Joe Biden's possession. He's talking about it to Newsmax after sending a letter to special counsel Robert Hugh asking for more documents. Uh, We believe that uh, Joe Biden knew a year earlier that he had these classified documents. We believe that people in the administration were going in there doing inventory. So before Joe Biden said publicly that Donald Trump was irresponsible for mishandling classified documents, our evidence points to the fact that Joe Biden knew without a shadow of a doubt, and people in his administration knew without a shadow of a doubt, that he had, in fact, in his possession, classified documents. So he, in fact, was mishandling classified documents. You look at all the different locations where these uh, mishandled classified documents have turned up and all the people that we have learned that had access to that information. It is inconsistent with what Joe Biden's told the American people. The timeline is inconsistent and the number of people who were involved and had knowledge and access to the classified documents is inconsistent. And we're trying to put together the truth and give the American people a factual timeline of events of what actually happened with Joe Biden's mishandling of classified documents. A big win in the state of New York, an appellate court has struck down the COVID-19 vaccine mandate for health care workers that was issued in that state a few years ago. The state sought to appeal the ruling against them that came from the New York Supreme Court earlier this year. The attorney for the plaintiffs in this lawsuit, Sujata Gibson, says the mandate is over. And although it does not make the situation whole for health care workers who were fired from their jobs for refusing the vaccine or were injured by the vaccine, It does protect the residents of that state from future overreach by the executive branch. 
These national story updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. Well, the really big story this week for the Daily Inc. is in regards to the Open Inc. website and the recent obtaining of January 6th video footage as a partnership with the Pro-American Report. The special collection tab can be found at the main page in the upper right-hand corner. The tab is marked J6 and it features new video footage of the day before the big rally, January 5th. That video has quite some significance in regards to pre-planned narrative framing by several unknowns for what would follow the next day. That's because the video reveals when a makeshift gallows was constructed by five men who mysteriously and suddenly appeared on the scene. Here's Ed Martin with the Pro-American Report as he narrates what the various surveillance videos reveal about these five men and one man in particular who was dubbed Mr. Coffee as he broke away from the gallows construction site. They built a gallows and hung a noose right on the mall in front of the U.S. Capitol. And yet no law enforcement appears to question them, much less stop them. Funny how that worked out. One individual dressed in a trench coat and a fedora-like hat and using a cane he leaves the group, the Gallows Gang, to go and get coffee. Remember, it's 6.45 or so in the morning. There are very few, if any, coffee spots open at that time of day. Luckily, the trench-coated man I call Mr. Coffee, he knows just where to go. He walks straight across the road and down the way to a little spot that he obviously knew directly across from the FBI building. Upon Mr. Coffee's return, the group gathers briefly, perhaps to admire their prime choice of location. It was, after all, perfect for the coming photo op to spread the narrative about January 6th. Several of these videos provided by the Pro-American Report are now available on the opening website under the collection tab for January 6th. Also, on the main document page, there's a new tab that features drop-down menus for both January 5th and 6th. This includes new additions of dozens of court documents related to the January 6th defendants and the prosecution that was launched against them by the FBI. There's tons of new information to research about this whole day on the OpenInk website. Also, a reminder of where to find some social media posts on new information when it comes out, especially in relation to the Truth Social platform. You can find those posts on Truth Social at Open Inc. or Daily Inc. and can see what's the latest. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. update.